0: Welcome back to the Power of Influence podcast, this is your host Nick Mullen and I'm sitting down with Sarah Thingvold, pronounced it correctly, last time I did not pronounce it correctly on the last podcast, um, not the best with names, but super excited about this one because the two of us have actually already talked for like 20 minutes, um, you know, not even planning on doing that, but um, about some of the things that hopefully we get into during during this recording. So. Sarah, thank you for coming on. Um, I really appreciate you. I already, I already uh, feel the wisdom coming through the screen here um, as we as we had that pre-conversation. But uh, can you just like kind of introduce yourself and give a little background on what you do and how you got to where you are and, and kind of who
1: who who is Sarah? All right, yeah, absolutely. So let's see. So who is Sarah Thingbold? So Sarah Thingbold is 7 so married for it'll be almost 27 years. And, um, I have, we have together a son and a daughter. So 24 and our daughter will be 22. They're a year and a half apart. Uh, I am a proud retired military spouse. So my husband served full time. He served 32 years and, um, through who's Sarah. So currently I'm an executive coach. I coach, train, and I consult. Um, at an executive high performing leader level with um, the realm of, within the realm of servant leadership, leadership, uh, training and consulting on self-care, extreme self-care. Now, when I say self-care, it's not the normal, this is how many push-ups you do and this is how many jumping jacks. The, I go down deeper than that, so it's more of the extreme self-care into the emotional intelligence components and the physiological areas of how can I do what I do and how that impacts other people. Mm-hmm. And then I also coach in relationships with um, marriages, families, people who don't have to be married. I also do uh, relationships within businesses that people are having a hard time getting along. Um, people can hire me to come in to help keep the peace, give direction, mm-hmm. peace and harmony. Um, I started out, I went to, I'm born in Minnesota. So live in Blaine and Plymouth, lived 10 years in Wapaton, North Dakota. So a small town.
0: I can, hear, that, I can um, hear the accent a little bit.
1: Yeah, I loved it. Minnesota. And then I uh, was recruited. I was actually, I was a academic as a, uh, scholarship athlete division one for the Cornhuskers in Nebraska. So University of Nebraska, Lincoln, Bleed mm. uh, red. My parents moved to Duluth when I was in college. And then after college I moved to Duluth and then I met my husband. So I got my bachelor's in psychology, health and wellness. As a young girl, I wanted to be a wife, a mother, and a psychologist. And I started athletically coaching as a sophomore and I probably coached athletically for oh, you know over 20 years and so coaching is in my blood I'm super passionate about it and after um, graduating from high school I started in the financial world the business world um, I you know one of us needed to stay home so I stayed home with our kiddos while my husband's supporting his career and along that way, I built my briefcase as far mm-hmm. as I got certified in my coaching uh, at Learning Journeys International Center of Coaching. And then I'm also a, it's called Psycho Leader and Training through the Gottman's Institute. Hey, and um, mm-hmm. so that's the relationship component. And then also with and Leadership Services, currently, um, if you go on the website, you'll see me. So Mark Deirding, when I moved to Alexandria, Minnesota, he was a high performing leader and um, he invited me to partner with him in areas to serve his clients better. So, um, he has three roundtables. So I got certified in all of his servant leadership material and it's online as well. Um, so that's a little bit about me. Is that enough?
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Good. (laughs) That was cool. And, And going back to the conversation we were kind of having before, um before we before we hit record here like the emotional intelligence thing it seems like like i said before like that that seems like the intersecting web of everything that you kind of have gotten yourself involved in um, relationship coaching uh aka how to communicate properly um, and effectively um you know all these things kind of you know executive coaching executive leadership stuff. This is all like emotional intelligence. And, I, and before we got on here, I talked about how during the time that I grew up, I kept hearing IQ, IQ, IQ. And it's, it, I kept hearing, Oh, like, what's your IQ? Not, not to me specifically, but that was a general, like uh, stigma around, Oh, are you going to be successful or not? Um, and, you know, I think more and more as time goes on in the year, I mean, it's 2020 now people are talking about EQ a lot. Mm -hmm. And it's becoming more evident that EQ is probably more effective for your success. Um, a lot more effective for your success over IQ. And I wanted to get your take on that because that's something that I've really kind of, uh, embraced into my life somewhat, even though I know I have a lot to to work on myself in terms of my emotional intelligence, like, um, like, how do you think that affects someone's ability to um, achieve really great things, um, be a high achiever and th- things like that?
1: Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. So I did create a strategy that I use with my clients and it's called Pause to Endure. And so it's all about who do I want to be? So how am Pause I- Pause be- to endure? Pause to endure. Endure. Mm-hmm. Yep. When the number two in the middle. And it's how how do I want to be- how do i want to feel and then the reason how come and then the pod, um then doer has an acronym that all has an acronym but you're absolutely you nailed it nick that eq used to be the hot topic the hot thing right now eq has overrided iq
0: mm-hmm. and yeah. so
1: some of um some some people may or may not necessarily agree with that however it is very foundational To Mm -hmm. a high performing leader. So if they're going to be successful instead of being coercive in how they lead, Mm
0: -hmm.
1: it's, some people call it soft. Uh, It's not soft. It takes a lot of strength. Are you a man? Yeah.
0: Are you a man? (laughs) It (laughs)
1: takes a lot of strength to be a good listener. Right. It takes a lot of strength to attune to what other people so it's managing okay so how am i because however i am i'm impacting the person that i'm speaking with and what happens actually research shows that my tone of my voice my actions my words ripple six circles out yeah so my the way i um if i'm observing other people how i manage and not dismiss their emotions. Really, mm-hmm. by validating them, they're able to perform to a, an extremely higher level. Mm-hmm. You'll stop, you know, losing employees. You know, they'll want to work for someone who has emotional intelligence in their leadership style. Yeah, because they feel validated, and they want to mm-hmm. work. They want to be respected. If you want me to respect you, I need to be respected. It's that mutual respect.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I think that you touched on listening skills. Um, and that, like, so up to this point, I've, or I guess in the last like three years, two years, whatever, like, I've really become a little bit more self aware of the fact that I need to be a better listener. I, cause I have like, I, I don't know why or what, what kind of created this habit, but I've had like a very bad, habit of like interrupting people in my conversations. And this goes back to emotional intelligence, right? It's like a piece of that puzzle. And <clears throat> excuse me, I, and it's crazy. Like you're so, if you, if you have that habit or just like any other habit, like, you know, thinking bad thoughts or eating a bad kind of food or not knowing how to listen properly, like you don't realize you're doing it in the moment because it's a habit. And then every time, I, every time I do it or I'd realize that, oh, I just interrupted that person or I just, I just um, pushed my opinion, even though it's not the most effective way to um, communicate in the situation, like afterwards, I'll be like, oh, my God, like there's so much energy that's just left my body and I feel kind of drained. It's like the craziest thing ever, right? Um, and so, and I, I actually have not even thought about this very, uh, very recently until now and thank you for bringing that up because I need to um, journal about that a little bit today, I think. Um, But what, like, what do you think about that? Like that's, especially for young people, I think who are like kind of just starting to be um, exposed to this concept of emotional intelligence. Like that's one thing that's like, at least for me specifically, like that's one thing that I've struggled with a lot in my life. And um, I know that that's a very important component especially moving forward for me, um, especially as someone who wants to be a leader, a quality leader.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And you hit it. That's what servant leadership is all about. How can I serve someone else well and better Mm. to help them be successful and to perform? And in order for me to serve others well, I really have to dial it back and study myself. Right. And I have to pause. I have to really create healthy habits in order to understand myself better. Mm -hmm. So it really boils down to the foundation is, you know, what we talked about a little bit earlier is, well, what's, what is my purpose? You know, less than 2% of the world's population lives with a purpose in mind. So -hmm. if I'm not really dialed into, well, what is my purpose and who do I want to be, then I'm not, I'm just going to kind of keep living life as I am. And a lot of people just live with regret because they don't really focus on, you know, what do I want for my life and what kind of legacy do I want to leave? And so it's Mm -hmm. foundationally, okay, so what are my core, what are my core values? And when I figure that out, well, then how do I live those out? And then I have to gain that knowledge. I have to learn more in order to have that self-control in order to persevere and become, you know, it moves up the ladder into my identity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's really, who is this person? Who do I want to be? And how do I live my life out? So when I look back at the end of my life, I've created the culture and the climate that I have served well
0: Mm.
1: and I feel good about.
0: Yeah. I think that like, as you touched on legacy, I think a big component of this might be like, might be fully internalizing the 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 importance of, the importance of wanting to like just give, right? Because like at the end of the day, like money and all that stuff is just gonna like be a byproduct of, of something good you've done for people or the world or whatever, right? Like, and that's one thing that I think is super important because a lot of people are, are either on the side of, like, I just think I prioritize giving over or I, I prioritize at this moment, like, receiving because I enjoy receiving, right? Like, I think that if if one can step into a realm of just getting fulfillment out of just, like, giving and, like, serving people, then all those things will fall into place, Um things like money, things like quality relationships, um, things like that. Obviously, this is something that you probably deal with a lot, um, relationships and stuff like that. And it's something that, you know, going back to myself, and one of the things that I want to do on this podcast is really be raw and honest. Like, these are things that I struggle with too, like a lot. And people ask me as a 21-year-old, people that, I've become friends with, or I have become acquaintances with, or, or I've met a lot of young people ask me, Oh, how are you, how do you stay so ambitious? And how do you do uh, X, Y, and Z? And how are you so like, blah, blah, blah. Right. And I'm, and it's like, it's like cool to like f- hear that. But at the same time, I want to make sure that people understand that like, I'm a 20, I'm a 21 I'm year old human being that still is like figuring it out. Like to like a, a way bigger extent than most people think um, and I think that anyone can attest it like I think anyone even an eighty year old or a 70 year old can still figure it out like or can still say that, okay yeah, I'm still figuring some things out as well. It's not like all um I don't just wake up every day and like just duh, oh, yes, <laughs> I have it all figured like it's just not right? it's just not how right? it is like. Right. It's just not, I, and it's hard to like, It it it's hard because I think that way of other people as well, but it's not how, it's just not how it is. And it's like, I don't know.
1: Yeah. I think you nailed it though on the head of, um, like earlier you said, um, I interrupt people. I don't want to interrupt people. And then I here I am, I'm listening and then I get so excited about what they're saying that I'll... I'm like thinking and then I just kind of say it, yep. right? And then I regret that I said it. And so in those moments, it is preparing my mind before I have a conversation. So it's like, how do I want to be in the conversation mm-hmm. and how do I want to feel? So if I want to, if I want to be respectful with patience, because I have a habit of interrupting people, mm-hmm. I want to be a better listener. And so, and what you're doing is right now you are gaining your knowledge because you're interviewing a lot of people
0: Yeah,
1: and you're learning from them.
0: 100%. So that's,
1: you know, that's something that you are very, people admire probably about you at your age is that you're actively seeking that knowledge and you're connecting with the big wide world and yeah. you're not claiming that you know all the answers. Right, yeah. so it's a sense of humility that you are already that you already have
0: yeah and it, honestly it's like freeing it's like it's like really empowering to like just let go of like just like to, to say like to sit here on these episodes and be like yeah like like visitor like or our guests like i know that you can help me in this area like this is something that i'm really struggling with maybe some people that i know are struggling with this as well but i, I think it's important for if I'm going to be hosting this, to be honest about, like, I, like I struggle in this area mm-hmm. because if I'm, because I think it's egotistical and a bit, um, it's a bit a bit wrong to just host this podcast and be like, Oh, well, well, yeah, I'm going to host this person and I'm going to be, I'm going to be, you know, the ring, the ringleader here and, uh, all that stuff. Like I just, I, I'm, I'm, I'm here to like learn stuff and, because the more the more I can learn about, um, or the more I can learn about other people's perspectives on really important thing on really important topics and really important um, uh, things that I know will can help anyone. Like I'm, I mean, I'm learning as well. So, um, do you think that having like let's say an intention of a conversation is kind of like what will set that that baseline for the conversation? Because I know. I know, like, in yoga, they do that a lot. So I I take some yoga classes once in a while. Yeah. And a lot of people that have this very effective communication ongoing, That, like, I keep hearing them say, like, okay, like, what's your intention? Or set your yeah. intention? Or this yeah. is my intention? And kind of that thing. Um, what do you – do you, do you uh, use that?
1: Yeah, absolutely. It's living life intentionally. Right, so yeah. I'm living life – so I'm, you know, I want to flourish in – in my life, and I don't do that randomly. Right. In order to be flourishing in my life, uh, a person has to discipline themselves in order to live intentionally. You For know. Sure. So, what is it that I want to do to serve others well? And you nailed it, Nick, when you said you're being transparent and authentic. You know, high performing leaders are transparent and authentic. You know, and so they live with intention every day. And so like, um, uh, who was I just listening to? So Tiger Woods, he, um, I remember last summer when I was watching um, one of uh, the professional golf, I can't remember which one it was, but it was him and another guy that were leading and they said, okay, so what's your strategy for success tomorrow? He's like, well, I know that the weather's gonna be not good goes, I'm probably going to wake up at 3.30 and I'm going to get in a space to prepare my mind. Mm. And he has a bad back, so he's got to physically prepare his body. Good. So it's a whole spiritual endeavor of mind, body, and spirit because mm. he knows unless he prepares, he's not going to be successful. And a lot of people, they just wake up and they go, okay, let's do my day. So I just wake up, I just make my day. I'm going to look back and go, what did I even accomplish? Mm
0: -hmm. So
1: really living intentionally every single day is so incredibly valuable and essential. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's like, it's almost like you see a big difference between people who are intentional and aren't intentional. And I think that unfortunately it seems as though a very small percentage of the population even tries to live their life intentionally because they don't because they actually realize and that's where like self-awareness comes in but i've i've implemented things like you know morning and night meditation journaling um things like that visualization like I, i talked to you earlier about um and it's very it's very interesting like what you can do if you really like hold this like sacred place for yourself where you prioritize um, things like, okay, returning to like my purpose or setting an intention for my day or my week, whatever, Um, writing down your, uh, what what was I going to say? Writing down your um, values, things like that. Like, and it's so, it's so crazy because some people don't even like, Some people don't even like they hear about it and they'll just write it off because it seems weird. And that's very, um, it's kind of like, it's, it sucks to hear that from a perspective of like, from a perspective where you've implemented certain things and they've really paid dividends for you and they've helped you like realize things that you never would have realized if you just did what you said, you wake up and then just start uh, doing, 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 probably getting into a reactive state of mind because of that. Um, the yeah. perfect, I, I mean, the perfect example is people in the car. That's, I mean, a lot of people that write books about this talk about road rage and stuff like that. Like, understanding <clears throat> that a lot, uh, that, that you don't have to be shooting yourself in the foot um, like a lot of people do, like I used to do. I used to, I used to wake up and just get into a reactive state of mind, like mm-hmm. instantly like instantly. And so just giving, even if it's like 10 minutes,
1: mm-hmm. even if it's
0: 10 minutes to just think about or write down something that is yeah. kind of for me and, and for, uh, to get myself into a state that's healthy and, and actually will honor myself. Like, I mean, I could, I, I could, I could have ran about this for like three hours, but um, it's something that it very, it really intrigues me. And I wonder what the world would be like if everyone like at least tried to implement things like this in their life. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like what would, Absolutely. what would like, how would people actually communicate? How would people um, like, would certain things that are happening in the world still be happening?
1: Yeah, very true.
0: You know, Absolutely. it's like,
1: yeah. So, well, and I think you hit it. Uh, you know, you, what you said was perfect is a lot of people don't take the time to write it down you know yeah. when i co- you know when i coach people I, I think i ask them so what's your you know you can have a long term end goal but what's just your 5 year goal in these key yeah. areas of your life you know what about 5 years what about 1 year i could even make a goal for my my month my week my yeah. day you yeah. know i'm going to rate myself at the end of the day was i a good listener did i mirror back what i thought i heard somebody say and i'm going to get rate myself on a scale of 1 to 5 for how well i did that And then I can uh, create a matrix to even plot it and and look at it. Mm -hmm. Another key thing I I think too is influencers in our life. So who Mm -hmm. in my life does what I want to do, and how I want to watch them and study them and imitate them, because then I have somebody I can model because by short-term goals, help me achieve long-term goals. Right. And so by observing and watching other people's patterns, then I can start altering my own personal patterns to change things or to do things differently. And yeah. so I'm living an intention that way as well.
0: Yeah. It's, yeah, it's very interesting. I don't know if you've heard of the, do you know who Ty Lopez is?
1: Uh, I'm not sure.
0: He's, he's a big uh, business guy on social media. He, he's a kind of, I think he's like 35 and a lot of young people follow him. One of the things that like one of these, I guess, principles is um, the rule of thirds hmm. um, or it's called something like that. But basically it, it the, the point is saying that a third of the people in your life should be, so to speak, below your, below where you're, below where you're currently at whatever you, however you want to fathom that. Um, a third should be kind of like at where you're at people that kind of are at the level of achievement or the level of being that you're at. And then th- um, and then a third should be above, above, um, where you're at. Speaking directly to what you, what you just touched on people who influence you from above. And so I think that, we can get caught up and, and I've, and I've done it in the past, honestly, I've, I've been like, oh, like these, this, these certain people should, I should like not, should not be in my life mm-hmm. because they're not influencing from above when it's actually, you kind of need people that are below you as well so that you can give back so that you can teach others what you've learned.
1: Right.
0: Um, and that's something that I think is super important to really internalize because you can't because I mean at the end of the day the person that's influencing you from above, you're their bottom third. <laughs> you're <laughs> their, I mean like you you know right. and so if you so like that's is that's crazy to think about because a lot of people never I at first I never thought of that myself. <clears throat> oh, you should just be with people who are, are better than you. Well that doesn't make sense. Because well, that's-
1: yeah, and I think it's how a person looks at it because everybody is a leader, right. right? Everybody's a leader, everybody's an influencer. Right. And some people who claim they're influencers, you know, I may be, you know, some people, they may not be everybody's influencer.
0: Right. 100%. So
1: no matter what level, um, and some people don't even see themselves as an influencer. hmm and so, you know, I mean, it's a variable. Absolutely, you know, that's a great way to look at it for sure. It's just, and you, like you said, you know, it's like the interactionist approach. It's like, so here, here, this is who I am. This is me. This is my personality. These are my values. This is my social influences and my social influencers. And then together, that's what's going to motivate me. Right. And so, Yeah, I mean we are all influencing somebody at some point in time. And even if I think, you know, what does it take to be on the top third of being an influencer? (laughs) Yeah. People are gonna measure that. I've also heard um, are you a reacher or are you a settler (laughs) in the relationship? Yeah. So, you know, so different terms, but absolutely, you know, who is in your top third quadrant? you know, who is in your middle ground. And then underneath you, we should always be mentoring at least three people. Yeah. You know, and it's not like they're less than us at all. Mm. It's just, you know, having the wide range. I learn from people younger than me all the time. You know, some of my, you know, key influencers are my own kids, my own son and daughter.
0: One of my coaches is uh, you're younger than me.
1: Yeah. You know, they're, so it's, um, I think we have to learn to influence each other and that what's right. make, that, what's, that's, that makes a relationship successful.
0: And that comes from a, a, a healthy intention too. Like you, I mean, you could be uh, pretty narcissistic or pretty vain and, and want in, in your mind, you could really want to be like, okay, I'm going to be this influencer and I'm going to just influence people. That's pretty, that's pretty like a, if that's your only intention, that's pretty, that's pretty narcissistic way to go about influencing people, especially if, um, you think that you can't be influenced, you know, and going back to going back to what we said, like, I think that certain people, like, for example, if you try to fill your, your top third of people that are more successful business wise than you there are people that might be um, below you who you are influencing uh, in business who might be socially in your top third. You know what I'm saying? And I think you Absolutely. touched on that a little bit when you were. Absolutely. That, that,
1: that makes total sense.
0: Yeah. And it's, and so that kind of let lets everything just flow the way it needs to. And
1: yeah, you know, that's a good some, people, I think. some people that I work with, you know, they have influencers that they don't even know, uh-huh. you know, we all do. Right. Yeah. You know, Yeah. So it's just, it's really, what is it? Who do I feel called to be and how do I live that out is the main key point of, and how do I control the way that I say and do things? Because if I don't, then nobody's going (laughs) to be influenced by me anyways. Right. So how can I best serve? And when I can be the healthiest, happiest, most joyful person in my world, you know, for me, that's when i can serve the most because if i serve too much if i care and i love too much then i'm i can deplete myself and then i don't have anything left
0: yeah and you're not in and and in that case you're you're not honoring yourself first um and i think that like it's really a big mistake if we don't take care of ourselves first it's like it's like if if, a, if there was a plane crash and you, and they, that's why they tell you to put your own oxygen mask on first. Right. <laughs> like it's, yeah. it, it applies to every, it applies to everything.
1: It does. Put your apply. own
0: oxygen mask on first. Right. First.
1: Absolutely. And it can sound super selfish. It, yeah. <laughs> Absolutely super selfish. And um, so there's a saying, there's research out there. There's a saying out there that say um, women nurture aggressively and men aggressively nurture women can nurture (laughs) aggressively and men can aggressively nurture okay okay because it's that's very misogynist right (laughs) stereotypical because not all women and men are like that right but what i could do is say okay so which category would i fit in Do I nurture too much that I'm trying to do something for everybody and I'm caring too much and then I get hurt and then they're misreading me and they feel smothered so they're going to push themselves away from me? Mm. Or am I trying to actively solve your problems too much that I'm not giving you the space and I don't feel that you're competent enough? And if I don't perceive you to be competent, then you're going to feel squelched for me and then you're going to push me away even more. Mm. So it's really the balance. It's called There's a term called uriyamic well-being. And it's the overall holistic finding happiness and joy and living a flourishing life. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: And it taps into the, a person's three basic needs of autonomy being perceived as competent and being relatable and connected. So being perceived as competent means, Nick, I, I want to learn what your strengths are and what you find valuable about you. And and I want to commend you in those areas. If I say to you, I think you're great at, let's see. I think you're great at, let's see. What, what don't you like?
0: What don't I like? Yeah. Uh, hmm, that's a good question. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know. What do I not okay. like? <laughs> um, yeah, you, on, you got me off guard. Um, I don't like olives.
1: Olives. Okay. So I'm going to buy I you olives. olives. I'm going to buy you olives and let's make olives. Let's use olives in recipes. We're going to do stuff with olives. And you're like, what the heck? I don't, I don't, I don't even like olives. Yeah. Right. Right. But then if I say, well, what do you like? What do you value? Mm -hmm. I'm going to focus on that because that's what makes you flourish. So if I try to force someone, the people, a person's going to feel manipulated and controlled. Mm. Whereas if I value someone in the areas that they feel valued and that they enjoy, they're going to flourish. And so what happens is if we have people in different categories and if we don't focus on their strengths and what they love and what they enjoy, we're going to cause, you know, it's going to have a negative impact on Mm. them. And then it's going to negatively impact ourselves. Because if I'm in the workplace, I'm gonna lose them as a staff. Maybe their success rate, their performance is gonna deplete and go down. They're gonna cause it's gonna cause more conflict within the workplace. And then in my relationship, I'm gonna go, this is not where I wanna be in this relationship. You just don't even understand me. Yeah. So push them away. Mm. So it's really those three elements of a person really are um, essential and vital within. Otherwise they just call it, It's just tremulous. You know, there's just, a, it generates a lot of fear. Mm, yeah.
0: I was actually, I'm actually reading a book right now called the one thing by Gary Keller. You may have read, you may have read it or not, um, but really good book, by the way, for anyone listening. Um, it, one of the things that I actually read this morning or reread this morning was um, how to ask, well in this book, it specifically talks about how to ask yourself, quality questions because that's what breeds quality answers. But I think it can also apply to other people. (laughs) And, and when we're talking about this, it keeps popping in my head, how powerful it is to just be in flow and to let things just happen. Like, for example, if we were to plan this conversation out, it would not go nearly as well as it has been so far because when things pop into our head we want to just be like oh that's a good thing like right it's just like no, a let's go off of
1: it that's right? it. like
0: and like wh- back to what you're talking about like asking people what they're interested in like that's something that i think it'd be super important to communicate properly and then also to have a good intention in in a conversation or in a communication relationship whatever like asking someone a quality question that you know is only based on them so that you can honor them in the best way that you possibly can because now you have context on their situation
1: Absolutely. or what they
0: like etc cetera, etc cetera. um yeah this is good
1: so we call them open-ended questions yeah tell me more
0: mm-hmm. how,
1: how how about this people
0: love to talk about themselves
1: yeah what how do you see this what about what about this tell me more about that yeah starting questions with what and how mm. yeah That's interesting. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Like that's one thing that going back to the, we were talking about earlier listening um, that, I think that goes hand in hand. And then also in in, in incorporating the intention, I think the intentions, the main thing here, because if you do have a good intention, you're going to want to, you're going to want to ask those questions anyway, because you, because you actually want to, solely understand what the other person likes the problem is i think that like what if the what if you what if you deep down do have good intentions but you don't know how to actually live those intentions like this is where it becomes really hard even for myself sometimes you want other people to feel good but in this moment you might feel a real urge to feel good for yourself solely so it's hard. It's so like we talk about oh like yeah having a good intention will lead to the right questions will lead to et cetera, et cetera. But what if at this moment your intention is not is not good, you know?
1: Yeah. So you have ill will towards somebody. Is that what you're saying? If your intention is not good, or maybe you don't create the right intention. Is that what you're saying?
0: Maybe I I I don't even know what I'm saying. But <laughs> I, I guess what I'm saying is there's certain times when I think everyone. Who's everyone on Earth at some point in time approaches a situation with a ill intention, I think. Yeah.
1: And sometimes a lot of times it's unintentional.
0: Right. Like maybe deep down you really have good intentions as a human being, but you're conditioned to always think that the right thing to do is to reach and grab or something like that.
1: Absolutely. And so it's
0: hard to it's hard even it's hard for someone to fathom this that lives in that reality. And so it's like how does someone actually shift that paradigm you know so it's this whole you know
1: absolutely so they got to push the pause button and they got to re-ask the question
0: mm. so
1: tell me more about how you want to live intentionally me what is it what, what oh you're just be-
0: asking you're asking you're asking the air I see what you're saying yeah I and you're asking- what, would
1: that, what would that look like right even saying okay this is what I this is the image. This is what I'm thinking that you're saying. Is that yeah. right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's really, oh, okay. Whoops. I didn't mean to offend you. Forgive me. You know, it's repairing as quick as possible mm. and just saying that was totally unintentional. And then Launch into something else as quick as possible. Yeah. To I get think it's out just
0: of- a habit. I think it's just a habit, like anything else.
1: You're right. You know, one of my habits that I've had before is I'll say if I if I if I'm talking about something, I'll say, "Well, I don't understand." And like, wait a minute, I understand. I gotta stop mm. saying I don't understand because like you say it always- even though you do. Right. Not only yeah. am I telling myself that I don't understand, then the other person on the other side of me is hearing me say I don't understand. And they're going, how come you don't understand? So I'm like, but I do. Does that even make sense?
0: Yeah, it does. It's because it's, yeah, you've burned into your brain that you don't understand, even though consciously and realistically you do understand at this given moment. It's like, that's, isn't that crazy? Like it literally, that's just, that's like subconscious thinking one-on-one
1: absolutely it's like people like, who, who say the word no all the time i know somebody who that's just like a common word if you pay attention and to listen to people some people just routinely and you don't want to say no because then you're you're squelching the conversation and the other person so the person who was actively trying to shift that they didn't even realize they'd say it and so what i did was i talked to them about it and every time that the person said no, another person would say squirrel. And then they hear, well, did I just say that? Yeah, you just said it.
0: And they don't even realize it.
1: They don't even realize it. So the accountability in, you know, changing habits is yeah. huge.
0: Self-awareness.
1: Self-awareness. We can we can you keep going that. back
0: to self-awareness. Self-awareness, I, I, I mean, in my own opinion, this is just my opinion. Like, I think that... Self awareness is the single most uh, valuable tool that one can possess, like actual self awareness.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Like
0: being able to, if you're having a shitty day, yeah. Being able to at 2 p.m., what's well, 1:03 right now p.m. Eastern Standard Time, my time. If I was up to this time, which isn't the case, but if it was the case, if I was having a shitty day, being being able to stop in my tracks and using that self-awareness be like oh this is how i've been living this day so far but this doesn't technically have to be how my days going." yeah what most people unfortunately do including myself sometimes unfortunately is they their day is started out in a less than ideal way even if it's the maybe if it maybe it's their own uh fault maybe but then that like dictates the rest of their day. And it's crazy. Like, I hear it all the time, and I want to get your 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 uh, input on this. I hear it all the time when people are like, "Oh, this always happens to me," or "Oh, this is uh, you know, why does everything bad happen to me?" Or I can't believe all this crap. That like you're creating everything else that's about to happen to you by saying that and right. thinking that and living that and being that. Absolutely. And it's like. And that's, and, and I'll say like, though, that's the one thing that has really, that's like the biggest thing I, I'll say that's changed in my life over the last three years or so.
1: Yeah.
0: Once I like, once that clicked, once I realized that the way I the, like the thing that I focus on is what's going to happen. Right. That creates bad. And it also creates really good things.
1: I can absolutely.
0: Isn't that crazy? Like, it is. And And for anyone listening to this right now, like, Leave, I I mean, I can't, I can't, n- neither me or Sarah can, can change other people because it's just not how things mm-hmm. work. We're going to lead by example, but like, just know that if you're thinking a negative thought, most likely you're going to be creating negative things today
1: yeah.
0: by thinking that, because what you're doing is you're, you're being negative, Right. And what, what do you do when someone acts negative in your presence?
1: Right. And you're probably going to
0: react in a negative way.
1: (laughs) And it's that negative emotional contagion, right? Right. So Gottman says, based on his over 40 years of research, everybody wakes up every day with only 9% emotional space. So how I fill my emotional space with what I think about and what matters to me makes a huge difference. I can leave the day, like you said, I'm very reactive already. Three of the things that cause conflict the most are nothing, frustration, and my imagination. Those are the three things Mm -hmm. that happens. And so the five core emotions, the five core feelings everybody has are sadness, anger, shame, fear, Mm -hmm. and then it's joy. So if I don't prepare my mind and prepare my heart and have self-control, if I'm not, okay, I'm going to be today. I'm going to commit myself to be, uh, I'm going to be committed. That's one of the committed ways of being that I have. Yeah. With joy and mm. patience because I know that I have a lot on my plate today. And mm. if I don't commit myself to, to having, to feeling, if I don't control my feelings, my feelings will control me. Mm. And I'm going to have joy and be patient and feel patient because I know I've got a quicker, I've got a lower emotional space because my cortisol level is higher. <laughs> yeah. Because I've got higher stress, so I need that oxytocin to de- to deplete it. Yeah. And so I've got four out of five possibility of my brain, a, a person's brain, neg- can react negatively if we have a negative brain bias within three seconds. So I can react if I don't control that, if I don't manage it, if I don't dial in and focus on it, I can can, I can react negatively within three seconds. Mm. And then that can spiral off down to the people. And for me, you know, for me it's my my prayer life. You know, you meditate, I pray. Mm -hmm. You know, so how we focus on what we do with our day um and how we're called to be in our walk. Um it really matters, and so you know how yeah. having- how you
0: how you be like how and I think that it's very important to like i think anyone can i mean self- self development or 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 just growing in general as a human being if if we don't live a life acknowledging that of that support the importance of that mm-hmm. then we're really not honoring ourselves at all. The whole, the yeah. whole essence of self-development is developing yourself, right. growing yourself. And I don't like If you think about it, like logically speaking, no one on earth would benefit from not acknowledging self-development.
1: Right. Yeah. And as I acknowledge myself, as I can learn more about myself, that's how I serve others better. Mm. And that, and ultimately yeah. it's serving others so that they can be successful and that they can flourish, right? Awesome. It's a community. It's a team effort. You know, so we all can flourish together. Because when you, when, Nick, when if you can flourish and if you can, you know, become the high performer that you want to be, I'm excited for you about that. That gets me excited and happy. And that encourages me to want to grow and get better.
0: Setting an example. Yeah. That's the best way that I, and it's hard, this is hard to internalize because I've, I've, I've re, re, I've re-acknowledged or not re-acknowledged. I've re-confronted this issue in my life several times, um, understanding that, like, really, really, actually understanding that the best way to quote-unquote change someone is to set an example for them, and to not say anything to them. You can give advice, but understand that, like, giving advice to someone will never change them. Because, I mean, we talked about it earlier, the subconscious right. mind. The subconscious mind far, fires off like right. 30, 30 or 40 million neurons per second when the the conscious mind fires off like 40 right. neurons per second. So ima- imagine me, and even, and even, you know, I do this. I still do this sometimes. Like, I feel like I need to give someone advice or tell someone what they should be doing, which is wrong. Like, if I say, oh, well, you should just do this. They're going to consciously interpret that. And then the subconscious mind is going to say, well, that's not who I am.
1: So yeah. they're going to
0: disregard it subconsciously.
1: Yeah.
0: So why don't we just set a good example and just right. be the best version of ourselves, And then that will just, that will just ripple to other people.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. People don't want to have advice then they feel controlled and manipulated. But you could ask them a good question of, well, how, who do you want to be? How does this look for you? Yeah. You know, and who inspires you. And she, Share a story and ask them to share a story, because sharing yeah. stories build trust Yeah, you know that emotional so. trust that's that reciprocal sharing sharing stories really generates success, so yeah, it's you don't want to poke them in the eye, you know it's like yeah, giving people advice when they don't ask for it, that would that's be, awesome. yeah we don't want to do that. Yeah,
0: and even though, even though that might be from a good intention
1: absolutely
0: that's another thing that, that Let me we're tell not to to talk. You, I got the answer. Yeah, I have your your answer even though you don't want an answer right now. And that's not going to change anyone because they don't want an answer. Right. Unless someone's asking you for an answer, they're not going to receive it fully because the only time someone can actually receive it is if they're looking for an answer. Right.
1: And if they they do want an answer, maybe not even giving it to them because from a coach's perspective, mm -hmm. we believe that everybody is – has the answer from within they just got to try to figure that out so sometimes they need training and you know some educational tools and resources but yet it's also when a person intrinsically can make the decision for themselves that's Mm -hmm. when they are going to be the most successful
0: right yeah you hit it on you hit on the, the, the nail on the head there um that's that's super important and i think that all goes back to just being the best version of yourself and the importance of that. Like, if you want to, if if you and I, Sarah and Nick, want to have uh, leave a legacy. Like, if we're gonna if we're gonna focus on one thing, I think, and I know you have to leave in two seconds here, so we'll uh, we'll end on this. Like, if you if we want to leave the best, the if we want to leave a legacy, the best thing. If we're gonna do one thing, it would probably be to just be the best versions of ourselves in all mm. meanings of that. Um, and yeah, that's, that's, I think we just found uh, another, another, uh, another, uh, what was the word I'm looking for? Another um, clue to, <laughs> to what the name of this podcast might actually be.
1: There you um, go.
0: Cause I think for those listening, like I, I, I still, I'm not sure what the, the actual long-term name of this podcast will be. So I'm still, I'm still cooking that up and, and meriting that in my mind, but um, it's been really awesome having this conversation. Like I said before, like we just get into this deep conversation. I don't know why. It just is what it is. So
1: it happens. It's good though.
0: Yeah.